Welcome into Flock Nation Speaks. Flock Nation Speaks. Flock Nation Speaks, your Baltimore Ravens podcast, where we talk about the best team in NFL history. If you're a Ravens fan, I am a huge Joe Flacco fan. Wise Usher once said, situations will arise in our lives. I'm talking about shut down. Like, like you're not throwing on Jimmy Smith. Joe is criminally underrated. Criminally, uh, like, lock him up in cuffs. C- criminally underrated. Lamar's put this team in the top five offense for the first time in 20 years. He got the arm talent. <laughs> Jay Cutler had it, too. I don't, I don't care about this argument against total TDs and all this. Oh, you want to talk about defense. Oh. Until What is going on, good people? We back at it again. Fly Nation Speaks. I'm your host, DJ, and I'm back. Your Baltimore Ravens podcast, where we talk about the best team in NFL history, bar none. And it's definitely not the Lions this week, because the Lions fans, Lions Nation, One Pride, whatever they call themselves, they was talking it. They was talking. They were, I mean, you know. The thing about the Ravens, the Ravens like teams that talk. They like fan bases that talk. They have a lot of fun with, with, with you know, with, with cockiness on the other side. But I just got, I just got to tell y'all something, man. Uh, you know, I was rummaging through my pockets today, and I found, found something. I found something. I found a six cents. Okay, I found, I had a six cents about how the game was gonna go, and on top of that, on top of that. I found six cents because that's about all that the Lions could muster on this particular day. So I'm just going to let y'all know that, throw that at you like that, and that's it, okay? Uh, That was not a quarter. I promise you that was not a quarter. But anyway, uh, you know, anyway, we're going to get into this recap of the game, the Lions Versus the Ravens. The Ravens get the dominant win in dominant fashion. First things first, Flyers Speaks is on all major podcasts and platforms. So be sure to find me everywhere. All the all the platforms. Everywhere you wanna see Flyers Speaks, you wanna listen to Flyers Speaks, I am there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, uh, sometimes Twitter, sometimes Facebook as well. So, you know, every, everywhere. You know, all, 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 the, all the good places, Apple Podcasts. I think I said that one already. Anyway. All, all the places, all your favorite places, all your favorites, and they favorite favorites. But let's jump into it. 38 to 6, huh? 38 to 6. You couldn't write this story any better. You couldn't write, I mean, you know, unless it was against the Steelers or against the Bengals or maybe even the Browns. Uh, but, you know, that might have been a little better. But the Lions came in as a top team in the league. It came in at five and one. Um, the Ravens coming with a couple weeks off of the just horrible loss to the Steelers where they dropped every ball they possibly could uh, coming back from across the pond. So it was a possibility of being sluggish. It was a possibility of coming out slow. It was a possibility of not being in clean in this game. And the Ravens were all those things and more. Uh, you know, I said in the, in, the, in the quick recap in the knee-jerk reaction video, you know, this was probably – I have to say this was probably the most complete game uh, from the Ravens that we've seen all year. We've seen in a while. Uh, the Ravens were good in all three phases. They did everything 
uh, with excellence. It felt like defensively they were flying around. Offensively, they were moving the ball on every single possession. And special teams, you know, they did special teams things. They hit their kicks. Uh, <clears throat> they didn't back the offense up with bad, fair catches or anything like that. So, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I, I've been, I said it before, like, I feel like if you could put – if you could define a game as complete – this has to be it. You don't allow a score into the fourth quarter, um, and you are pretty consistent throughout. Now, albeit they only scored 10 points in the second half, but you didn't need to score. I mean, you up 20, 28 to nothing uh, in the in the first half, you know, by the end of the first half. And, I mean, you had a chance to probably be 35 nothing. I think, you know, the, f- the fumble occurred, I think, at, at the end of that first half, um, you know, with the, the mishandle with Justice Hill and Lamar Jackson, which seems to be something that, for whatever reason, they do a little more commonly than maybe him and Gus or uh, him and JK. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you miss JK a little bit um, and you can't always use Gus in those situations, but you know, nonetheless, I mean, that was the mistake, right? That, that was the mistake. That was the one mistake of the game that, you know, whatever, whatever it was. It's interesting though, because as we look, as we look through the stats, one of the things that I noticed was Lamar Jackson didn't have a perfect passer rating, but he had like close to a perfect passer rating. Right. Uh, whatever, whatever that is. Right. Like, like that's the weird part about um, like the passer rating and stuff like that. It's like a perfect passer rating is what? 158.5. He had a passer rating of 155.8. But what about this day wasn't perfect except for maybe the completion percentage and the completion percentage wasn't even bad. It was what 77 percent. Uh, you know, so I, it, I, it just makes me wonder sometimes like, what is required for a perfect passer rating? What makes a perfect passer rating game uh, in the league nowadays, right? Like, what what do you have to do to have a perfect passer rating in the league uh, when you had a game as good as Lamar Jackson had, uh, you know, on this day? Like, it's just it's crazy to think that he didn't have a perfect passer rating. Um, but then, again, it's like like kind of like I just said, like, what do you have to do to even get a perfect pass rating? Who even freaking knows at this point? Uh, but let's look at the game leaders. So on the Lions end, Jared Goff, 33 of 50, 53, 284. And INT, Lamar Jackson had 357 yards, three TDs, and he was 21 of 27, 77% completion percentage, just, you know, doing doing things like he's just been doing things this year. Like when it comes to, you know, the biggest, I think, you know, Sometimes I think it's scoring touchdowns too, uh, which we talked about that last week. You know, with the 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 problem, the uh, kind of unknown fact about the Ravens' offense type type situation, right? The thing we miss about the Ravens' offense uh, video. But the thing about Lamar Jackson that's been missing when it comes to the passing game has been completion percentage, right? You know, he's been probably was, I don't know what his, what his career average is, but it's in the sixties, right? Like, you know, it's nowhere near seven. It's not necessarily near 70. I think it was like 60, I think it was 64, something like that. It was 64, which I think ranks well all time. Uh, but you know, that's been the one, like one knock is his completion percentage and stuff like that. Cause of course, you know, the Ravens don't throw the ball nearly as much as other teams. So they're not going to, you know, and the Ravens have an ability to run the ball in the red zone. So they're going to score on running plays far more than sometimes they're going to score on passing plays. But to see once again, you know, and you're going to hear this a lot from me, but to see Lamar Jackson come out uh, with this efficient passing game and just spreading it around. uh, I think, 
I think uh, Coach Evans over at Sip Tally said it best, like when he said he didn't feel like anybody was going to go off for the Ravens wide receivers. Um, I think I think he said it best uh, because they're just spreading it around and like it's hard to defend. Like I think the guys are talented. I think once again you're kind of you're less in a you know I think in the previous years the Ravens wide receiving core has been in a prove it type deal. Like they've been in a situation where they got to prove everything. Uh, they got to prove that they can beat people. And we've seen what what Bateman can do when Bateman is healthy. You know we know who Odell is and and you know Zay you know, coming straight out of college, like, you know what he could do in college, but, you know, for him to burst onto the scene like he has, I think has been big too. And, you know, Mark Andrews and stuff like that too. But uh, interestingly enough, uh, <laughs> the top receiver uh, for the Ravens, I didn't even notice that, but the top receiver was Gus Edwards. So as crazy as that, that is, uh, he kind of hit that little, little dump off pass and, and he, he took it off to the races, man. That was pretty crazy. I didn't, I never even realized that I probably would have saw it when I looked in the player stats, but that's interesting. Leading rusher Gus Edwards today with 14 carries for 64 yards and a TD. Jamal Gibbs was leading rusher for uh, the Jared Goff-led Detroit Lions. And Amon Ross St. Brown, of course, was still somehow got a hundred, over 100 yards, still somehow got more than 10 receptions. So, you know, I mean, they, they got to a point where they had to pass the ball a lot. So, you know, that's, that's one of those things, too. Um I mean, Jamar Gibbs, he had a lot of receptions too. So, you know, it's like, you know, it felt like that, you know, they, they was down early. So they had to pass the ball really early. Uh, I, I didn't realize this, how they only threw one pass. That's interesting. Um, Justice Hill, four carries for 46 yards. It, it, it's nice to see Justice Hill um, when he does come in because he kind of does give you that burst. Keaton Mitchell on that one play he had, you know, he, he gave you a little bit of a different feel, which was nice to see. Be interesting to see. I know he's uh, banged up a little bit, but it'd be interesting to see if he uh, is able to get back and maybe make a contribution. Uh, something you know, something I'll talk about later on in the show. But you know, with the trade deadline looming and stuff like that, you know, will it be somebody else not even on the roster possibly that could be a, a, an addition to this team? But you know, Zay Flowers, uh, the leading receiver, receiver uh, with four receptions for 75 yards, Mark Andrews, four receptions for 63, Odell, five receptions for 49, Rashad Bateman had two receptions for 36, Pat Ricard came in with two receptions, Nelson Aguilar, Keaton Mitchell, and Justice Hill had one apiece. So, you know, like <clears throat> spreading the ball around, man. And I think, honestly, I think I think Lamar has been really good at that uh, throughout his career. I, I think not just right now, not just uh, because of the situation, not just because of the game. I feel like Lamar has has been really good at spreading the ball around throughout his entire career. So, you know, that's nice to see. It's, it's nice to see Lamar spreading the ball around, doing his thing, doing exactly what he needs to do. Um, and you know, that that's that's an exciting exciting thing to see. It's exciting to see Lamar doing exactly what he needs to do uh, to to get the job done. And you know, finding finding open people, going through his reads, uh, which I think sometimes, even just this season, he hasn't had time to do. Uh, you know, or there hasn't really been guys open. And, like, this is the first time, too, and speaking of, while we're talking about this receiving core and this offense and this offensive coordinator, the good part about this team right now is, like, you're seeing open guys. You're seeing, like, this is the first time in a long, 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 long time where it felt like guys were wide open. Guys were open with space. Guys were open with uh, room to move after the catch and make some make some you know get some yards after the catch and that was big too man like I, I thought 
I thought that was big. I thought that was good. I thought that was needed. Um, I took some notes while I was at the not, I wasn't at the game physically while I was watching the game. Uh, but it's just it's just crazy, man. Like to see this offense get better and better. We you know we've talked about it so much. Like there's so much potential with this offense. This offense has so much potential to be really good. This offense has you know, it just needs that extra step. It need, it it needs that that the last little you know like you know how you cook chili right like it needs that last little little time to marinate and get together that you know building that chemistry is big uh and i think this game it, it kind of all came together now can you do this every single week it would be nice uh but scoring 30 38 points in this league is is, is still difficult even though uh the browns did it um <laughs> this week and uh i can't remember who they played right off but they also did it this week. So, you know, two two teams did it this week. So, you know, but it's, it's crazy, man. Like, but it's nice to see. It's, it, you know, it's nice to see that the Ravens got the job done, did exactly what they needed to do. Um, and and I'm, I'm excited for, for for the rest of this season. Real quick, let me let me get to these notes because I did, I did take some notes during the game that just some things that had intrigued me throughout the game. So, you know, the – the run, the run pass option stuff, man. Like we've been talking about this forever, <laughs> right? Since Lamar took over, like probably since post twenty nineteen, right? Twenty nineteen was just one of those seasons where everything just worked together perfectly. Uh, but over the past couple of seasons, we have not been seeing. We we've seen a lot of design Lamar runs, but like we we all been asking, especially in the red zone where are the pass options behind it? And like first possession of this game, you saw a pass option immediately. And that was big. I mean, I thought, I thought that was to see that. I think that's big because you, you get a chance to utilize Lamar Jackson's ability to run without actually utilizing it. Right. It's, you know, it's a decoy and you sneak somebody, you know, out the back end, whether it be Mark Andrews or Odell was another one who, who did it, you know, uh, I think Mark Andrews was almost a touchdown. It was so close to a touchdown. I think it was. I think that was the time when Gus scored, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, like I mean, the pass options off the design runs, I think, are big. Um, that fake reverse flip was beautiful on on on, uh, on that third offensive drive. Like that play, I mean, it, it it was it was amazing, man. Like like that that play, like I was like, oh, like that was one of those plays that make you say. Oh, okay. You know, like, like we got this and, you know, we being creative on offense, like, you know, we're doing things that we're not used to seeing, We, you know, and it's, it, it was cool to see Munkin throwing a couple extra wrinkles. I think, I, I don't remember who, who said it, but somebody was saying, you know, maybe Munkin's holding off a little bit for the, for the better teams, right? Like holding off a little bit of this offense for the better teams because he don't want to give everything away, uh, you know, when it, when it's time to, you know, when it's time to play some really good teams in the league, whether it be the playoffs or whatever it is. Um, Arthur Millette, who actually led the defense in tackles, uh, I like I said, I'm 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 just I'm I'm so impressed by him and what he does. Um, like he just seems like he's everywhere. He seems like he is everywhere. Um, you know, he's he's in on tackles, he's in on sacks, he's batting balls down, like you know, he's playing coverage. Like, it feels like he's everywhere. He feels like a Swiss Army knife type piece. 
uh, like kind of even maybe even like a, another Kyle Hamilton or something like it just because Kyle I don't feel like Kyle Hamilton's been rushing the passer as much as he was early on in the season. Like early on in the season, like Kyle Hamilton was elite pass rusher Kyle Hamilton or something like that man was rushing the passer the whole time. So it was not it, you know it's nice to see uh, that Kyle you know Kyle Hamilton's still getting his tackles. He's still doing well, but. You know, it's it's just it, you know it's it's cool to see other other guys step up. Calvin Noe is another one who I think just feels like he's everywhere. Um, I think he had what two sacks in this game. Ultimately, had a sack. Justin Metabike had a sack. Uh, Adafi Owe had a sack and a fumble. You know, so it's just like you know to see these guys getting in and doing exactly what they need to do is huge, man. Like like I love seeing Arthur Millette come in. And play well. I love seeing you know. I love seeing Owe come back, uh, you know, off of his injury and play well. Like sometimes it still feels like he moves kind of stiff. It still feels like he he hitting this spin move and it ain't working. But you know, I, the one thing about Owe that I like, you know, more than anything is Owe is not always gonna get there. Is not always gonna look pretty, right? But Owe is going to strip you right he is going to make a play um i don't know what it is about him i don't know why he plays like that i don't know if he just plays with reckless abandon or what it is uh which is not always a bad thing Oway makes a play you know anytime you know not anytime you need it but like when he's in the game and he does he does get a sack or he you know he does go after the ball he ends up you know making a big play out of it. You know, he won the game against the Chiefs a couple of years ago during his, what, rookie year, I think it was. Like, you know, to see Oway come back and play play well, I, I think it'll be good. And I think, like you know, kind of like I, I've talked about in previous videos, like Oway is a guy who I think they can utilize his speed a little bit more as he becomes a better pass rusher, as he learns from some of these veterans like Jadavion Clowney and stuff like that on, on the pass rush techniques Adafi Owe could definitely be a guy who you put in uh, some specialty packages or you have him, maybe you even have him blitz late or something like that and utilize his speed a little bit, man. And I think that, you know, I, I think that would be, I think that would be huge. Um, shout out to the Ravens though, for, for not letting the mistakes and the penalties at the end of the first half, you had the fumble, you had a couple, you know, a couple penalties on that offensive drive to end the half and it didn't dismantle the, the, the momentum. You know, it kept they kept the momentum intact. Uh, you know, the shout out to the defense, man, for for making sure that the the tide did not turn. That you know, um, I think that was it. I think that was it. The 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 defense with the screens that was that was kind of weird. Like I don't know if they just weren't expecting screens at that point in time, but that was probably the only defensive issue I had. The only coaching issue I had was. The weird little 10 second runoff take the timeout anyway at the end of the first half. Um, you know, I may may not be uh refreshed on the rules, I guess, uh, because they change all the time. But you know, I, I don't uh, it was weird to you got a chance to get the ball back with what 25 seconds or so, probably from like the 40-ish, uh, based off of where they was gonna kick it and they took the 10 second runoff and then took the timeout anyway. That was you know, that was weird to me. I just thought that was a weird like why would you do that type of scenario? But you know, whatever. Not gonna rain, not gonna rain on the parade considering uh how how it ended up going, but just, just a really complete game. Just a really complete game from this team, man. Just a really complete game 
from the Ravens when it comes to offensively and defensively. Like they they just play they play lights out. Um, and it's nice to see like you know Geno Stone man leading the league in interceptions. Like who who expects that? And it'll be interesting too once Marcus Williams gets back because of course Geno Stone's playing for Marcus Williams right now. Um, and I think Marcus Williams is, is a big piece to get back when you get him back. Where do you put Geno Stone? Because I don't think you can take that guy off the field. I think you have to put him on the field somewhere. Even if you have him play, you could probably even have him play since they want Kyle Hamilton to be a box safety anyway. Maybe have Kyle Hamilton play in the box more. You know, man up with those tight ends and then have Geno Stone play, play in, you know, in the secondary with you know, in combination with Marcus Williams, that, that'd be, that could be something that could be something. I don't know if that would work for Geno Stone, but you know, the Ravens like playing people out of position anyway. So, you know, it, it probably would, but uh, you know, I, you know, I think the Ravens made a statement in this game, the, the Ravens, they made a statement in this game because the lions are a top team in the NFC, at least by record. Uh, you know, they're leading the NFC North. So, you know, they, they, probably are closer to locking up a playoff spot than any other team in that division. Uh, and, you know, they've just been playing well. You know, they've been playing efficient. But, like, we, you know, we talk about efficiency on the Ravens end. The Lions also play efficiently, you know, when it comes down to, you know, when it, when it comes down to uh, not turning the ball over and moving the ball down the field, the Lions do that better than anybody uh, with that run game to supplement the passing game as well. Uh, you know, so to turn them over – uh, to make sure they didn't score, um, I, I think it 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 pays dividends for later on in the season. You know, I know they got the Cardinals this week, which you know could be a, could possibly be a tough one. Could be you know trap game central right there. Uh, but you know to to see the Ravens get a win against a good NFC team, that's that's good. You know that that's that's a good thing, especially going into playing the Lions later on in the season playing the Steelers who just find ways to win. Uh, and same thing with the Browns too, like playing those, those teams being a little bit healthy later on in the season too, you know, it's going to be, you know, and of course they got the Niners, they got the Seahawks, you know, it's a tough schedule coming up. So to beat a good NFC team, uh, I think, I think it's been, we, we've talked, we talked about how the Ravens can, they're in every game, right? They're in every game. They're right there to win every game. It just, you know, it depends on, Sometimes it's decision making, sometimes it's the turnovers and stuff too. So, you know, but this is a big win. You know, this was very and I and I know we frowned upon, and I don't want to say frowned upon, but we frowned upon uh 2019 sometimes, but 2019, you know, was still a good season, right? Like in terms of the regular season, in terms of the run that that was that was made. And this is a very 2019-esque win, right? This was a very you know, this was a win where you, you know, this was the Dolphins week one, you know, like this was one of those wins where you were just, you came out firing, you came out doing what you need to do. You know, you still controlled the ball. You still did exactly what you need to do, but you, you know, maybe Rams too. Like think about the Rams game uh, back in 2019. Like this was this type of game, you know, Jared Goff <laughs> versus Lamar Jackson has been uh, not in favor of Jared Goff uh, in, in, the, in those games, but Definitely, definitely big to see the Ravens get the job done. Real quick, let's let's talk one more thing here with the trade deadline, right? Um, I, I've heard a lot of people saying 
I heard a lot of people saying there's potential for a guy like Patrick Sertan. I've heard a lot of people saying there's a potential for who's my other guy? Derrick Henry, you know, or any running back, Dalvin Cook, uh, could be another one. So what should the Ravens do at the trade deadline? I know, and I mean, of course, you got other things. You got the Neil Hunter. Uh, you could go after him. You got Brian Burns. You could go after him if you need. If you feel like you need an elite pass rusher, you can go after Brian Burns. Um, you know, there's several, several different options. Um, there's several different options, and there's poten- potential to get those options. Uh, you know, and not give up too much when it comes to you know draft picks and whatnot. So um, I'm gonna bring up this. I'm going to bring up this tweet real quick just because I like the image on it. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the kid, Gowie, for uh, finding uh, this image from ZJ Creation. Um, it, You know, Derrick Henry. Der- Derrick Henry. This has been – this has felt like the talk of the town lately, you know, with the Tennessee Titans – Curious to when he posted this, by the way. Today at five, um, the with the Tennessee Titans, blow it up a little bit. With the Tennessee Titans shopping Derrick Henry, not really knowing what they want to do, not knowing if they want to rebuild, not knowing <laughs> where exactly the the mode of their team's going with Tannehill being hurt as well. This might be the perfect time to to go ahead and. Send Derrick Henry on to somebody else, get you some picks, get you some assets, uh, and try to rebuild for the future. But it, it does beg the question, if the Ravens do anything at the trade deadline, you know, I think I think right now, especially after a 38 to 6 win, you're in a good place. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily that doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't try to improve. Uh the Eagles are probably in a good place more than likely, but they still got Kevin Bayard. Now they had to give up uh, Terrell Edmonds to do it. Um, both both, both talented guys in the league. Uh, so, you know, it, it just depends. It just depends on what you want to do. And I think the biggest – and we, you know, and, and we can talk about weeks prior too. The biggest thing that's been missing from the Ravens offense has been what? The run game. Right. Like it's been the run game. It's been the run game, the absence thereof of the run game. Um, you know, it hasn't necessarily mattered per se. Uh, but you know, we talked we've talked about this when it comes to like, you know, when we talked about the problem with the Ravens offense, the lack of a run game to be able to put games away. Um, that's another thing too, like the lack of the run game to be able to put games away when you do have a lead. You haven't had that in the last couple of years because you had injuries at the running back position. Uh, last few years, really, like, you know, you had injuries at the running back position and, you know, you sometimes beg to beg the question and wonder how healthy are some of these guys? How healthy is, you know, Justice Hill is probably as close to 100% as he can be. Gus is probably as close to 100% as they can be, but they are a couple years removed from ACL surgery on top of that too. So, you know, you, you just get you get to think about it sometimes, you know. Uh, and modern medicine, crazy different now, but, you know, who I mean, but would I say no to Derrick Henry? I don't think so. If you can get him for uh, 
not necessarily a crazy pick. I don't know if I'd give up a third or something. I like we can give give up like a fifth and a seventh to bolster your run game and not have to have Derrick Henry stay from you anymore. Uh, at least for a while, you know, I think it would be good. I, like like we said before, we've heard Patrick Sertan as a possibility because the Broncos are like they're blowing it up. Um, and I think Patrick Sertan, I think he's a good one too. I think a corner is, you know, it, it's crazy because it's, you know, it, it really is hard to say what to go after now that you've had, um, such a good game on, on both ends, you know, the field, you've had such a good game. It's hard. You know, you had a good game. It felt like you had a good game rushing. You had a good game passing. So you don't feel like you need to go running back. You don't feel like you need to go receiver. The offensive line play well. So you don't feel like you need to go line. Uh, plus, you know, the cohesion of all of it, unless you get like a, a superstar um, type lineman, you know, that that's, that's tough too. you know, middle of the season. And then on top of that, On top of that, on the defensive end, you've played well, it, it feels like, all year. The secondary has been much better than anybody ever thought it was. I don't know if the Ravens are leading the league in, in sacks, but, you know, they're they're close, right? They're, they're, they're close. They're, they're getting way more sacks than they've gotten in the past couple of years. They're being coached up well on the defensive end when it comes to getting pressure and stuff like that, too. So it's hard, right? Like, this is a tough – this is a tough question to ask right now, but even looking in the past games, right? When you like, like, let's be honest, like, cause I mean, you know, we can't just judge it off of the most recent success. We got to judge it off of the failures right now in the, in the Steelers game, it was drops, right? In the Steelers game, it was drops. So, I mean, the knee jerk reaction might be, Go after a receiver, you know, go after a receiver, you know, get you get you one more guy, get you one more guy who can do it. But I mean, I think the core that they got, especially as they continue to get open and learn this offense, I think this core will be really good as Odell gets more healthy, as Bateman gets more healthy. Um, you know, as Zay Flowers continues to do what he does, you know, I think they'll get better. Running back. I've I've always said with running back. You know, because I think that's I think this is going back to the Colts game. I think the Colts game, yes, it was mistakes, but it was an inability to finish the game too. It's an inability to hang on to 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 a lead. Uh, you know, and that's been a problem for a couple of years now, right? The last two seasons, at least, uh, in in the games you have lost, you've had leads, but you lose them. So that lean, leans me back into running game. What Derrick Henry brings you when it comes to the running game aspect of it is. He gonna give you a guy with speed and power, and I think you don't get that very often. And I think right now they don't have a closing running back, right? They have Lamar Jackson to close out games, and you know I think sometimes Gus closes out games. It feels like, but like, you know, it it doesn't feel like they have that kind of running back closer like they used to, like they had in 2019, especially. Um, you know, in 2019, the uh, you know, in 2018, Lamar Jackson's rookie year, it felt like Gus was that guy closing out closing out games, you know, between him and Lamar, really, but, you know, in the threat of Lamar as well. So I think Derrick Henry could be a good one. I, I really do. I, th- I think Derrick Henry could be a good one. I think other running backs, maybe a Dalvin Cook, because he's still got some explosiveness too. Uh, so maybe a Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook could be a good 
a good little option at running back. I mean, so I mean, I guess I'm obviously answering my own question. I think I think if anything, you go running back. I think I don't think, and it's hard because like I would say running back or corner, right? Because I think you're good at running back, but I think you could always use a little bit more running back. I think at corner, I think you can always use another body at corner. You, you you just can, right? You never know what's gonna happen. You never know if any, you know any any injuries are gonna come. And also, like, there's so many talented teams. Like, I trust the guys right now, but then I would feel better if there was another guy uh, out there, another top guy out there when you're playing. Especially another top young guy would be nice too. Like, so like a passer ten or something like that, but. If there was another young guy out there when you play the Dolphins, right? And the Chiefs aren't aren't necessarily the most talented receiving core, but they can they can get open. So you know when you play the Chiefs, um, when you play the Eagles, when you play these teams with so much talent, the Bengals, um, too. You know when you play the, these guys who it's just hard they spread you thin on the defensive end. Uh, you know I think it it doesn't hurt. So I mean I think uh, there's a part of me that wants to go running back. Right, plus you don't want Lamar leading leading away, you know, in, in, in the rushing game either. That's tough on him. Uh but then there's a part of me that wants to say corner. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's one I'm I'm gonna have to continue to mull over and uh see as the season goes along what I think, because that's that's hard, man. Like running back or corner when really you could it wouldn't hurt to, you know, you kinda got a need in in, in both areas, but you know, that you know that, let, let me let me know what y'all think. Let me know what y'all think below. What who should the Ravens target in the trade deadline game? Uh, who should they tar- target at the trade deadline? Let me know. Uh, as I wrap up, I definitely hope you guys enjoyed the show. Once again, Flyers speaks on all major podcasting platforms. So if you haven't went to listen to the podcast or you haven't went to watch the podcast, depending on where you are, um, be sure to uh, do one or the other or both. Uh, It's cool with me, but definitely hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll definitely see you guys on the next one. This has been Flatish and Speaks. Until